Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekend Nugget. It's Friday, and the Weekend Nugget is about bringing to life what I think I learned. This is the episode where I share with you what I went through in my first six months. Raw seriousness, not so seriousness, truth. What can you expect from the Weekend Nugget? Well, you can expect vulnerability, rawness, honesty, playfulness. What you should expect is to be contributed to. That's why I do this. Today's topic is... Let's begin the episode. What is a unicorn divorce? This last week, Daniel Harold has spoke about his, and I've spoken about mine um, quite a few times, but he termed it. He put it in a context where two words describes exactly what it is, which is a unicorn divorce, right? It's it's the the divorce that everybody wants, but not many people have. And if you listen to, to Daniel's story, there's something really interesting about his. Um, you know, in wanting to, to be divorced, he speaks about the process. He speaks about what happened. He speaks about how he handled it, you know, and, and what he was left with. And what, what I liked was that they agreed on things. Like they agreed on being consistent with the parenting style to their kids and things like that. Things that are important. But he termed it. So the definition of a unicorn divorce is, it's for me at least, is agreement. You know, that when I look at it, if Webster were to define it, I think it would be, you know, two people agreeing and going through the process. You know, having an adult conversation. Now, what can that look like? Well, when you go, um, and it obviously it doesn't mean that everything's going to be great. Like, look, a divorce is a divorce. It's going to be messy. It's going to be, you know, a bunch of things. But um, what it's not going to be is not going to be, you know, like going to Disney for the first time. And if you're not a Disney fan, then you'll never get that term. But it's not going to be that. You know, it's a divorce. It's it's a death. It's you know, it's it's the ending of something, which also means that there's going to be a beginning. So bright side. But when you look at it. The unicorn divorce, for the most part, is in its agreement. It's two people being adults, two people that at one point loved each other and are now separating. And, you know, they're agreeing on, on, on what's going to happen. Is it achievable for everyone? Man, I, I like to hope so. You know, I really do. I think that it is achievable. I think that everybody has access to to this um, unicorn divorce. And the reason that I think that is because when you look at what it takes, it, it's quite simple. It's not very complicated. And as as Daniel spoke about his, you can really hear it. And if you haven't heard this, um, the last two episodes of this week, or if you haven't heard Daniel's, I really um, invite you to do it. It's, it's a really awesome interpretation of what the unicorn divorce is. And also of, you know, a man going through a divorce and coming out of it on the other side and creating a community and a whole bunch of other things. He's just a really, really cool dude. And if you haven't heard it, hear it. Um, but is it achievable for everyone? Like I said, I think I, I hope so. Because I think that if two people can identify the things that happen before a lawyer or a mediator or you know another entity comes in, like if you can identify the things that you're going to identify anyway with somebody else. The only difference is, is that when you have somebody in the middle, well, the information gets 
middled. You know, it gets diluted. It gets interpreted. And you're not in those conversations for the most part. So I think the unicorn divorce begins with you and your spouse, ex-spouse-to-be, identifying the things that that um that you're going to identify, which is, you know, money, property, items, heirlooms, this, that, yada, yada, kids, parenting style. You know, that's a really big one. Um, you know, Daniel and, and his ex, they talked about the parenting style and keeping that so that the kids are not affected. Like they, the, their kids were the primary concern of their separation, you know, like how they were going to manage themselves inside of it. That's pretty freaking cool. But, you know, with every, uh, every goal, it comes with obstacles. So what is it that makes it difficult? Like where, where can you expect to encounter some resistance? Your ego. Start there. Your, and if not, not your ego, their ego. But an eagle is definitely, and I'm talking about the caca, I'm talking about your ego. E-G-O. Because you're going to want to make the other person wrong. You know, you're going to want to be right. These are all self-fulfilling prophecies that we do over and over and over again. And it's not going to change. So, you know, that's where it becomes difficult because you really got to manage that. You have to look at you have to look at yourself from the perspective of, you know, what's the ultimate goal. I'll give you an example. For when I was going through mine, the reason that I had a um a unicorn divorce was because I looked at it as a business transaction. When I researched what um and identified what it is that I wanted to get out of it, like what is it that I wanted? I go, what I want is I want her to be happy, right? I don't want to hate her in the process. That was the, if that was the theme, like, you know, if that was the theme of all of it, that was, that was it. That was the sentence that described it. I go, um, so there was certain things that came from that, you know, um, I had to check myself when I wanted to make her wrong for not wanting to be with me. And that's a big deal because people, you, we do everything in our power to be right. So my expectations were my pitfall. That was where I started to notice like my, where I was making somebody uh, wrong, making her wrong. That's where I freaking dropped out. You know, whenever, whenever I saw that I was making somebody wrong, her, her friends, blah, 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 anything like that. That's where I knew like, oh shit, that's me just, you know, I'm trying to supplement here. And that made it difficult because, and then I couldn't, the communication wasn't clear. So wherever you're at inside the process, you have to really consider for yourself, like what's, what's, what is it that you want? You know, cause having access to the unicorn divorce is really about being clear on what, what you want. Cause you're going to get things that, that your ego is going to pop up everywhere. And trust me, making it wrong, wanting to be right. That's going to play a, a big role. But where, where I guess I was empowered and not disempowered by the the make wrong was um, I knew what my strategy was. I knew what my theme was. And what I would do is I would take, um, I took a piece of paper and I wrote out everything that I wanted, right? I, I don't want to hate her in the process. Well, what does that look like? There's, you know, there's so many different things to that. So I wrote it out. Um, I don't have the paper in front of me, but just to to kind of revisit that, 
you know, I wrote out, um, you know, physically, I did not want to have anger in my heart. And I go, all right, well, how do you interpret that? Because that's ambiguous. So I said, I had anytime that I feel angry, I I'm going to um, identify it. So every time that I was blaming, that was my red flag. I identified it. And then I'll be like, okay, what am I angry about? And most of the times, nine out of 10 times, it was like, I felt lonely or I felt depressed or I felt this or that. It was something that I wasn't getting. Not so much so what she was doing. So writing it out really helped me because once I wrote it out, I was able to plan it. I was able to plan what I was missing. You figure out what it is and then you put it there. And then it's no longer missing. But most of the times we complain, we argue, and we talk to people, friends, family that give bad advice for the most part. And sometimes they give great advice, but for the most part, you know, they're giving you their interpretation. They're not in the, in the soup. So how do you access this unicorn divorce? You know, this mythical creature is you, you, you do whatever you need to do. For me, I wrote it out and then I planned it. So what I didn't have access to was, um, you know, blaming, right? Because like, I wanted to blame. I wanted to do all these things. So since I didn't have access to that, I would always, whenever that would come up that I wanted to blame her, I would call a friend of mine and he would remind me. You know, he would tell me, he goes, why are you going to blame her? What are you blaming? And ultimately, every single conversation always led to me not wanting to deal with something. So that's how I identified it. That's how I managed it. That's how I planned it. And ultimately, everything um, comes to talking it out. So every time that I was dealing with something, when I talked it out, that's how I had access to it. Now, what did the unicorn divorce look like in, you know, in the end product? Well, by writing it out, I wrote a list of all the items that we owned, all the properties, because we had a house, all the money, like everything. I wrote it out and there was two columns. There was the description of whatever that was. There was her name and then there was my name. And then I sat down with her and I'm like, all right, look, this is all the list of the things that I think that we have in our possessions that are physical because the emotional, you know, that's on you and me. And, you know, just tell me, let's go through the list and you tell me what you want. I'll tell you what I want. And then, you know, we'll know where we stand. And then from there, we can start the, the conversation about, you know, where this is going to go. And when, after we did that, you know, I looked at the list. She looked at the list and we just kind of, I, I looked at her and I said, all right, there's three options. You know, we can each get a lawyer. We can get a mediator. We can do legal aid. We can do it ourselves or we can do, um, I forgot what we actually did it but it was uh, the person that just files all the paperwork. It's uh, legal aid. And then there was another one, another version. I can't remember it right now. But um, when that was agreed upon, you know, we both agreed. We're like, you know what? Let's just have the legal aid. And she, the person can file all the paperwork. They don't represent either one of us. And this is what we want. All right, cool. We identified it. We went through the, the process. You know, there was ups and downs. There was times where we talked and we weren't in agreement, like definitely when she had to sign the final paperwork that made it like legit, you know, there was a breakdown there. And I've shared this before in the past. I'll share it again. You know, there was a breakdown. She was like, she didn't want to sign it. And I had to go to work. And I said to her, well, do you not feel comfortable signing it? Even though we talked about it, she knew what she was getting into the night before I emailed her everything, the same paperwork that was there, yada, yada, yada. And she said, no, 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 I don't feel comfortable. And I'm like, all right, well, what would make you feel comfortable? She goes to me talking to the person, to the legal aid. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to drive to work. I have to leave right now. 
um, I'll call her and I'll make, um, I'll let you know, you know, when she's available or you can do it yourself, whatever. And she goes, no, no, you do it. And I go, all right. Um, and sure enough, she went that same day. She signed the same papers that I had, but she just signed them at the legal aid's office. Didn't cost anything extra. Didn't do anything extra. Her, um, concern was addressed. Now, granted, I had gone the night before and explained everything to her. So I had all the right my ego could have completely made her wrong. I was completely right. I had all the evidence and all the proof, but it didn't manage the concern. And that's the important part. Her concern was at that moment, she didn't feel comfortable signing the paperwork. And we were at some, uh, one of those FedEx, UPS, whatever stores, you know, the ones that are postal. And I get it. You know, it's a weird environment, blah, blah, blah. And she felt more comfortable doing it in the legal aid's office. And she did. So rock and roll to her. I got it signed. She got what she got. Everybody was happy in a win-win situation. But had I, you know, turned that into a battle, that would have gone on and gone on and gone on. So the unicorn divorce, it's, to me, it's agreement. It's having adult conversations. It's listening and speaking. And it's writing it out so that you know what you want, you know, so that you can plan it. And then talk about it when you have breakdowns. Talk about it when you have victories, but talk about it. Because talking is the access to your final emotional stage when you know that you are done. And that's acceptance. And with that, I'm going to leave you with um, with that. That's exactly what I'm going to leave you right there. Thank you for listening. And as always, I really invite you to be courageous, to be vulnerable. It does make a difference. It really, really does. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. That was the Weekend Nugget. Just a little something to get you ready for the next two days. If you want to stay up to date with us, head over to www.divorcethefirstsix.com. Till next week, keep being courageous. Keep being vulnerable. It makes a difference.